0: Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you're joining us for second, third, fourth, fifth, twenty-seventh, whatever time it is, welcome, welcome back. I apologize for not being in the last episode. I know you all miss me very much, but you got to experience <laughs> You got to experience the wonderful tone of my brother for however long many minutes it was. But as Per usual, we are back, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, the wonderful Philip Chacho. Oh, yes
1: sir, yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. And today we have another very exciting and interesting episode for you guys. So we were trying to figure out what exactly we wanted to do today. And um, we're not, you know, both of us aren't caught up on Guardians, uh, but we'll get you know, to that later on in the episode. So I decided that um, we should do something again relating to maybe a list or something like that. So we have landed on, we are going to be hopping back into the DC area and we are, be, uh, we are going to be talking about Rotten Tomatoes ranking of all the DC Universe's movies. So this is going to include um, every DC Universe movie that has come out since I believe, 2013 2013 looks like it's the first one on this list um up until present day uh the three on this list are currently not ranked are the ones that are going to be continuing uh to be coming out but this includes a bunch of different projects that we will get into later on and we both think it's going to be a pretty exciting episode to get into um so, I mean, before we start, we should probably do what my brother always does and ask how we're doing.
1: Right. Well, I couldn't ask that last episode because, you know, you weren't here. So, uh, you know, I told, everybody you that you were, uh, I told everybody that, you know, you were doing well and, uh, you know, you had some things come up at work. And, uh, you know, I assume if I sit here and ask you, oh, Joey, you know, how are you doing today? And you'll be like, well, it's going.
0: Uh, why don't you ask me and see what my answer is?
1: Okay. So, uh, Joey, tell me, how are you doing this evening?
0: that answer your question
1: not not really you showed me a whole bag of tomato bread
0: (laughs) yeah um i'm doing okay uh if you if you guys don't know i am graduating in probably right now 14 days Uh, so i just went to go pick up my cap and gown today what a thrilling experience it was you know after four years of being at a university all they give you is free water and you know plain Lay's potato chips and have you sign a piece of paper uh, to pick up, you know, your cap and gown that you still got to pay for. But other than that, you know, it's fine. I had some pretty good halal food for lunch though. So that's always good. Wow. Uh, but other than that, doing okay. Um, I just, you know, had the pleasure of watching Guardians the other day. I actually did a showing for myself at work. Uh, so it was just me in the theater because I really didn't want to be around people. So I started at, I think, 1 30 in the morning after like everybody left work, my manager showed me how to do it. And then, uh, I, watched it and i think it ended around like 3 45 in the morning and uh man if, if you guys haven't seen it i highly suggest going to see it see it um but it's very sad i cried like several times throughout the film and luckily i was able to talk to myself because nobody else was in the theater um, but fantastic and you know i'm gonna come out swinging with a couple of things regarding guardians probably in the next couple of episodes especially after my brother sees it Because I think there's like at least three that three episodes I would like to do on Guardians in general. I mean one being, you know, the most recent film that is over there.
1: <laughs> that
0: <way>. uh <laughs> That way, over it's there.
1: it's like a terrible coordination. Like, how hard is it to point over? No, your- I knew it. Over- I
0: knew it was that way because I was thinking in my head, like, oh, which, which, you know, way on camera is my hand gonna go? But you, you guys, got, you gotta me. take your, your that way. left. You gotta take your that left
1: way. finger. And you gotta point it over your right shoulder. That way. There you go. They that that was that was better. Yep. That perfect. Way. That perfect. Way, yeah. There you go.
0: So, but yeah uh you know same old same old stuff trying to get a new job but you know what else is new this is where you talk
1: well this is the part where you ask me how i'm doing how are you doing philip oh well thank you for asking joey uh you know i'm doing pretty good uh you know i'm still enjoying my uh little quasi break you know in between semesters Uh, i go back to school oh yeah i forgot Uh, you're out of school yeah yeah i go back to school next monday so you know i got a whole two weeks off so that's nice um, you know, work is going pretty good. Can't complain there. You know, picked up a couple of shifts. So, uh, you know, making that money and doing what we're doing um, and spending you. all that money. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, overall, doing pretty good. Can't complain. So, uh, yeah, you know, just uh, just trucking along, you know, one day at a time. You know how it is. <clears throat>
0: very nice. Very nice. Um, all right. So we will probably structure this episode similar to how we've done all our other Rotten Tomatoes episodes. Yes.
1: Uh, before we continue, I just want to say uh thank you for all the love and support you guys showed last episode. Uh our our episode uh last week has like almost like 50 views on YouTube. So uh, thank you everybody for uh coming out to watch and listen. Great uh, break. So far, it's like our most popular episode on YouTube, which is nice. Um, so you know, just continue to keep checking out the YouTube and uh, you know every week for the videos that we post but i just want to give a quick shout out uh just say i love you guys and thank you for the support of the episode
0: very cool very cool yes um and this is very exciting because we are nearing 50 episodes uh we still have like about 9 to go after this one but i believe with this episode we will know i think with this episode we'll hit 42 episodes i have to go back and look um but we are you know getting up there and our viewership actually keeps growing on older episodes which i really love to see oh, that people nice. either ex- um what, i think it's a it combination
1: right? of people like discovering us you know i mean especially since you know we opened up a tiktok and like a youtube channel like i think people are going to start checking us out and they're going to be watching the older episodes and it might just be people that you know have been fans for a while and they just want to look at some of our content from when uh, we first started but uh you know hey a views of you a fan's a fan so uh, you know we appreciate all the love and support it's always nice to see uh you know especially the older episodes grow and stuff like that you know because when we first started we were you know pretty rusty and we had no idea what we were doing so it's nice that the older episodes get some love yeah
0: it's very nice to see that i mean a lot of our older episodes were definitely different in terms of movie reviews and stuff but i feel like that was easier to do when we started around covid because it wasn't Difficult to see the movies because, you know, you weren't as busy or you were able to stream it because of things. And fun fact, apparently I actually saw the other day, like whatever, whoever I guess makes the decision, they officially declared COVID-19, like the pandemic, like over. Like, I guess technically it was still like going on, you know, like and featured as a pandemic. But like now it's like over, which is crazy considering that it was like over three years And going back to when we started this podcast around when COVID was a thing because it gave us the time to do so. So, and, you know, we've spoken about COVID and the theaters, you know, on this podcast a couple of times. So it's very, very interesting stuff going on out there. But, um, yeah, this is going to be structured similar to how we structure all our other Rotten Tomato or list episodes. We're going to go from bottom to top. Um, And, you know, each of us will go one by one and, you know, we'll talk about you know where it's ranked on the list and uh, give our opinions. I mean, we could say whether or not we agree with Rotten Tomatoes or not, uh, but I just want to one, two, three, four. I miscounted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So there are only 14 DC films um, on this list. As you guys know, obviously, they're not nearly as big as Marvel uh, right now, but. Actually, I think in the next coming years, they will dethrone Marvel in a sense of uh, hype and stuff that's coming out, especially with what James Gunn just showed us with the uh, last Guardians film. So uh, very promising stuff right there. And again, we got to show love to DC because I think DC is, you know, obviously another wonderful universe to get into. Unfortunately, they are, you know, they didn't come out swinging like Marvel did and, you know, didn't land. On the right foot, and they're still kind of using a tricycle, but in recent years, they've <laughs> definitely <laughs> they've they've definitely started to take off those wheels. So uh, excited for the future of it. But um, if we got anything else going on, you want to jump right in?
1: Yeah, uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay.
0: All right. Um, just letting you guys know, there are three projects on this list that I don't know why they're on the lit on this list. Uh, but they're not out yet. Um, obviously, as you guys know, Blue Beetle, The Flash, and Aquaman and Lost Kingdom, um, those are all coming out in 2023. But they obviously have no ratings or anything yet because they're not coming out yet. Uh, the most, the closest one coming out will be The Flash in June, Blue Beetle in August, I believe it is, and then Aquaman I think it's next November or something. Um, so we still got uh, you know that to look forward to. But officially starting on this list, coming in at number 14, uh, we have the original Suicide Squad that came out in 2016, ranking at a 26% Rotten Tomatoes uh, with a 58% audience score. So, I mean, this movie is a movie. Um, Personally, I think both of us... Great way to put it. (laughs) Uh, Personally, I think it is, you know... I can rewatch it, and I think there are some fun parts here and there. Um, I do think the music in it is great. I feel like there's a lot of songs in there that when I think of it, I think of the movie. Um, As you guys know, this actually introduced um, Jared Leto as the Joker, which I think was the only other Joker portrayal we got in live action since um, Heath Ledger's. I don't know if the one from Gotham, I don't know if that guy, I don't know if Gotham was going on before that or after that. That would technically be the only other one that I know of. Um, Obviously, there was animated and stuff, but this is where we see a new version of the Joker. This is where we get introduced um, to our Harley Quinn that is still going, uh, that she is still currently playing her, Margot Robbie, um, which is one of the best parts to come out of that movie, um, along with um, Joel Kinman, who plays Rick Flagg. You know, in this movie, he wasn't as, good as he was in the second one but um you know it's nice that we got him introduced in there and then we're i mean honestly i feel like it was made out of a couple of cool characters one of the most enjoyable ones that obviously we don't see in any other projects because he's you know dies in it is um uh what's his name uh diablo i think they call him or you know i think you know, so. the, I, I know yeah. you him. Yeah. yeah, he he's probably one of the most enjoyable characters in that film. We also see Will Smith as Deadshot in that, which, you know, again, he's a shoot uh, he's a um gunman, shooter, whatever you want to call him. Uh, you know, kind of like another Deathstroke character. Um we do see a little bit of Ben, ben affleck's Batman in it, uh but not much. I um, mean, again, Jared little's Joker was a interesting twist on the Joker. I know it definitely was not received well. Definitely not my favorite version of it. But um, at the time this came out, I was not thinking much about that. Um, it just seemed like a cool little action flick to kind of just sit there, turn your brain off and watch. Um, is it the best? No. Does it have, you know, a good villain? Not really, you know, generic with intentious. Um, But I mean, kind of it, a cool concept. Uh, But unfortunately, I think they, again, tripped on the way into making this. Um, But I mean, again, nothing special, nothing crazy. Um, I see why it's at the bottom of this list. Um, I would keep it towards the bottom of this list, if not where it is. Um, Do I think it's deserving of a little more rating? Probably not. I would keep it rotten, most likely. The audience score, I feel like, makes sense. Um, I, it would be kind of rare to see it go up in the 60s, for the audience score at least. But um, I feel like some people can go back and, you know, rewatch this movie. Uh, but I'm not surprised this here, So I feel like this is a pretty good, um, pretty good rating for this film.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, basically the first Suicide Squad was pretty much like, what if we took the Avengers and uh, we gave them a ton of crack and then uh, we sent them <laughs> out on a mission? <laughs> Um so you know it it had a lot of comedic value going for it um you know it was a little bit like darker in the sense of like a superhero team you know because i mean the avengers is like relatively pg you know i mean they fight monsters and aliens and stuff like that but i feel like the suicide squad i mean they literally have the word suicide in their name so it's like you know it it's a darker premise on like what it means to be like a superhero team yeah. and that's kind of like the whole message behind the story um basically you know, this group of specially enhanced individuals are performing a mission and they are saving lives and they're saving the world, but they're not considered superheroes. So nobody's ever going to give them credit. Nobody's ever going to know what they did. So it's just kind of like, a, I guess, a deeper look into like how maybe people might view, uh, you know, so-called superheroes. And, um, you know, I mean, again, you can kind of argue the same thing for um, the re-adaptation. Re-ad- uh, uh i forgot was it done by james gunn yes
0: it's basically just james gunn's suicide squad
1: right and uh i mean you can see the same premise in that movie too like again like you know it was the suicide squad and you know they defeated the you know main antagonist and again people will like never know you know who these people were and so but you know overall um i think the ranking is pretty solid um the audience score is fair uh you know you have a lot of people that enjoyed it and you had some people that just didn't like it and uh you know as it goes critically I mean I can see why it's obviously rotten and why it was rated so low um that's gonna be very interesting because unfortunately a lot of this list um I feel like half the projects are like almost (laughs) rotten um so it's gonna be interesting to think like how the critics were analyzing it and what made them you know make that decision but um Overall, no, I mean, it's a it's pretty fair uh, score. I mean, like I said, I personally liked it. Um, it was a good movie. I mean, I'd watch it again if it came on TV, uh, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. So it's like, it's kind of one of those movies.
0: Yeah. I got to say, I got to say one of the best parts about this film is the introduction of Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, because I feel like that's like, that that's, I mean, she's not a good person. But it's a really good character that, you know, has still been featured in current DC movies. So, again, I think, I, I think they did well with the casting, but the direction they went in was just not it.
1: I agree. Yeah. So, taking the 13th spot on our list, we have Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, which premiered in 2016, uh, starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill. And Amy Adams, uh, I, if I remember correctly, Amy Adams was Lois Lane, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the director is Zack Schneider. Um, so when you, not, you know, I because for one, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that Zack uh, uh, Schneider directed this. But it's actually kind of surprising that this movie is so low, considering how popular his version of the uh, Justice League was. Um, you yeah. know
0: it's 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 kind of funny too because obviously the audience score isn't super high but um
1: right I so think... the audience score is currently at a 63 percent, and then critically uh it is certified rotten and is at 29 percent. so we have a little bit of a boost uh, obviously from the original suicide squad uh, we have more of a boost in the audience score than we do with the uh, critical score but it is still very low down in the list and i mean I'm trying to take a look back because, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen some of these DC movies because obviously we're more Marvel and we focus more on Marvel. But um it gave me very, like, Cold War era vibes where it's like you had these two camps, like, you know, Batman and Superman, and they were kind of, like, feeling each other out. You know, they were trying to, like, you know, they, there was some, like, unknown hostility there. And I think it all stemmed from, like, Ben Affleck's Batman because he thought that, like, Superman could just run around and do whatever he wanted, and there was, like, no repercussions to, you know, the lives that he destroyed or, you know, maybe the innocent people that he put in danger. So it was that, like, clash right there. I mean, it was kind of like Iron Man and Captain America. And uh, we have – was it Lex Luthor behind the scenes? Yeah. It was him, and he was kind of, like, playing both sides and getting them to basically initially fight. And, I mean, eventually it leads to them going at it for a little bit, and then from what I remember, um, I believe like Lex Luthor summons this like some sort of beast or something. And it's uh, um,
0: it's uh, what's his name? Uh, None Abomination. Um, I, I'll think of the name at some point, but it's 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 like a. I'm gonna look it up.
1: Right. Well, while he's looking it up, I mean, regardless, so he ends up like you know summoning summoning this beast and uh you know superman and batman kind of have to, like put their differences aside to fight it and then wonder woman comes out of nowhere and then she's like kind of like cut the shit guys like get your act together and then uh i think that's it like i said it's kind of, it's kind of hard to remember but that's basically the the sloppy summary of the uh of the movie so um i was never really a huge doomsday. fan of it what was his name? doomsday oh doomsday
0: okay see so, you know- I feel like one of the biggest problems with this film and apparently there is a different cut of the film that people have watched which they say definitely makes it better. I have not gotten my hands on that or watched it yet. I probably will at some point just to see. But the build up but you know of Ben Affleck's Batman and Henry Cavill's Superman, you know, fighting and having this conflict, it's it's just it doesn't seem there. You know, like, again, we get – they probably interact once before they actually, like, fight. Um, okay, maybe that's a lie. I think they see each other at a party. And then there's one other scene where I remember Henry Cavill Superman, like, he just comes down and he, like, just basically, like, puts his foot on, you know, the Batmobile and, like, stops it. You know, showing Batman, like, hey, like, you're a bitch. Like, you you're not getting past me. <laughs> like, you know, kind of, like, asserting his dominance. But I get why Batman thought, you know, of the way he
1: did. But I think it stems from, like, in the very beginning. I think, like, the opening scene is, I think, somebody close to Batman. Or maybe, I think he witnessed the... It's, like,
0: his building getting destroyed right. by the fight that Superman had with Zod. Right. And, like, Batman his employees, like, dying. And right. All, so, he's, like, he's seeing, like, that's what he built. And I guess he's seeing these innocent people dying due to this but like I, I feel like that's not a good enough reason for him to be like superman's a menace you know like kind of right. like how jade i was
1: know, just how i was just, about
0: okay. just like superman you know like right. i don't i think i it, think,
1: it, I think it's it. it's you know i think he had the initial reasoning behind it but then i think yeah. what fueled the rest of it was like his ego You know, because then you have, like, you know, two, like, macho men, like, going at it and, like, seeing, like, who's... And, you know, it also shows you how, like, you know, within all these superhero fights and these, like, awesome battle scenes that, unfortunately, there are civilian casualties that we just do not see because they never focus on that. So, it was kind of a nice change of pace. And when I say nice, I mean, I don't... It's not like, like, oh, yes, people dying. It's it's more just, like, it's nice to show, like, the broader um, aspects of the fights because, I mean, again, we see it from... Uh, Ben Affleck's perspective he's on the ground and he sees like you know the building crumbling you know uh, rubble falling and everything and you know unfortunately people dying and I mean you know that's the stuff that we don't see because we're always focused on the people that are fighting so it was nice to see that like they acknowledge that like it's not all just like sunshines and rainbows but um, you know I agree with you I don't think there was enough tension there Um, and I think that's where Lex Luthor obviously came in and he found the tension and it kind of grew the animosity, you know, between Batman and Superman more and more, which is when it eventually leads to their fight. And also, not, you know, as low as the movie is, their fight sequences, if I remember correctly, like, between, you know, Batman and Superman were pretty good. I mean, I, I think there was one point where, like, Batman, like, almost, like, whooped his ass because, like, he, like, used, like, kryptonite against them. So, like, I also, you know, they did a really good job with, with those scenes, at least.
0: That there's one scene in this because again, like I wish Ben Affleck's Batman kind of got a a little more screen time, but there's one scene in this like where I think it's 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 towards the end where basically Ben Affleck his his Batman goes to the warehouse to save um, Superman's mother and he goes like berserk and like this is where we see like the true strength and how his Batman is because again like people like to argue how ben Affleck's batman kills when that's like something you know kind of crucial to batman not really doing but then you see apparently Zack snyder's version of superman is more evil than you know the one that james gunn wants to do where it's like more superman legacy peaceful you know you know him flying in the sky with a dog you know like, and fun fact the reason like why that.
1: the reason why batman was so keen on rescuing superman's mother is because her name was also martha yes so that's, like where, the that's where the connection that's where that's where the connection lied there so but yeah okay. like i said i think it's fair uh, i think it's fair where it's at um i personally uh, you know for, for me this film was okay i mean when i watched again no the only reason why i would watch it is just to like refresh my memory and like maybe like analyze it deeper but other than that i wouldn't go out of my way and watch it um i just no, I don't know. I just it just wasn't there for me. I mean, like I said, I had some I had some good things, but uh, I'd rather watch Suicide Squad over over uh, Batman vs Superman. <laughs> I don't know if I
0: agree with that, but okay.
1: Well, like and again, when I when I say that, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like I'm I, I'm not going out of my way to watch Suicide Squad, but you know, if both of them came on TV and I had to choose which one to watch, I would probably just watch Suicide Squad. I
0: feel like I would I would wait until the last half of. Batman vs Superman. And yeah, right. just the He's last also Wonder Woman. who's in it at like some point towards the. I feel like they just threw in there, and it's like
1: Diana. Right. <laughs> so she, she just kind of came in, and she's like, "Cut this macho crap! Like, get your stuff together." And then like you know, they. But doesn't if I'm if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Superman di- uh, supposedly die in this movie? Yeah. And then is yeah. that what like, leads to his what resurrection in Zack Schneider's Justice League?
0: Yeah, but I it's also it it's I it's the same kind of I believe in the regular Justice League as well, but it's obviously different in Zack Snyder's version.
1: Right, okay. So this this probably takes place like event wise, like right before Justice League, so to speak.
0: so I feel like why this movie is also this way is because Civil War came out at the same time. And it was just a bad time for this to come out too right. because again DC was I still mean, you're just always gonna have
1: these like superhero you know studios compete with each other and like I said it's just there just wasn't enough fire to compete with Civil War, especially if it did come out around the same time. Um so yeah, but uh no, I mean overall, you know, I, I agree with the placement. Um so yeah, so
0: all right. Um, so moving on to our twelfth spot in this list. We have probably, I believe this is the most recent um, DC project, uh, Black Adam. Actually, I like second most recent uh, DC project. We have Black Adam coming in at a 38% Rotten score, um, but surprisingly, an 88% uh, audience score. So this is uh, one of those ratings where we see a significant difference between the critics and um The audience. Uh, Obviously, we know this stars Dwayne Johnson, uh, Noah Centino, Alniss Hodge, uh, Pierce Brosnan, and so on and so forth. Um, Black Adam was, I feel like there was a good amount of hype surrounding it when it first came out um, leading up to it. Obviously, as we know, The Rock promoted the hell out of this film. It was on his energy drinks. It was pretty much on anything he could get his face on. Because we know he's probably one of the biggest stars in Hollywood and he's the rock. He's a little bit cocky. Um, But I thought he was going in a good direction in the sense of this character in DC. Because again, we see this as more of an anti-hero. Not inherently good, not inherently bad. Um, And I don't remember how long the film was. It didn't feel like a long film. Um, It did not do as great as people thought at the box office. Nor obviously... With future plans, because as of right now, I don't think there's any future for Black Adam um, or Dwayne Johnson in DC's future, Uh, which is a little disappointing because I actually would have liked to see a little more of him. Um, Did I think it was the best movie? No. But I do enjoy watching it, and I actually would like to watch it again. I haven't watched it since it came out in theaters. Fun fact that's actually around the time, that's actually when I became supervisor about like a week before, cause I remember literally opening weekend, of black Adam, we had no usher scheduled on a Saturday. So I came in and I ushered with my manager all night and we had about 20 minutes break to eat. And we just went back to ushering. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, um, action, I thought the action was great. Again, I think Dwayne Johnson's portrayal is, you know, pretty pretty good for the character you know i i don't take it too serious even though the character did seem serious at times um i did definitely feel that cockiness in a sense you know that he had but again i get it you know background of the story man was a slave and like he says he was born a god he's gonna kneel to no one that's you know kind of cool because again you have somebody that Mm -hmm. is essentially nothing and then comes into this power and you know, he's this place that he's in is all he knows, and he's you know gonna stop at nothing to protect it. Um, the villain towards the end, I thought was you know, kind of eh, I really didn't care for that. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, one of the best parts of the movie as well. I thought Dr. Fate was super cool. Unfortunately, it's sad that we won't see more of him. Um, and I thought the what was it called? The Justice Society, I believe. Um, I thought it was a cool concept. Again, Adam Smasher, you know, kind of like another Ant-Man type character, kind of funny. Cyclone was cool, which we could have seen a little more of her. And Hawkman was also, you know, um, there as well. Um, It's a little, you know, some of the Mm -hmm. side characters are definitely forgetful. And it seems, you know, kind of generic starting off point. Um, And I don't think they got to where they wanted to be in terms of negotiations whether it was with the rock in dc or whatever it was but um i uh, i did enjoy it and i would like to watch it again to really give more of an opinion on it um do i agree with it being on a 38 percent? i would probably put it around high 40s in my opinion um maybe 50s i'm not so sure but um We'll see about that. Audience score, I feel like, is kind of spot on because I feel like a lot of people do just enjoy this for the pure action of it and, um, you know, The Rock. So that makes sense. But um, overall, you know, it definitely was a little disappointing in what direction it could have went in. But, you know, for what we got,
1: not, not bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Uh, I think the audience score is pretty spot on. Um, I personally enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good movie uh critically i can see why it's certified rotten um i think the main part of that was just because of dwayne johnson um i think there was a lot of controversy and a lot of struggle uh because he i think he really wanted to cement himself like in the dc universe like he wanted to become like the next superman like he just he wanted like the biggest part like in the story as possible and they were just like uh no like (laughs) that's not happening
0: I mean, he kept on saying like this is like the what would he kept the the hierarchy of the DC universe is like changing or some right. crap like that. And you know? uh,
1: I think although it was it was you know obviously nice of him to promote a movie with himself in it. I mean because again if if he's in the movie obviously he's gonna promote it you know to yeah. his fans and everything. But I think he I think it was overly it was overly hyped, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons why it was so you know, badly received because, um, you know, there's been countless uh, superhero movies in the past where it's been like hyped up, hyped up and, uh, you know, it came out and then you're just like, what the hell is this? You know, this is not, what, <laughs> this is not what, <laughs> this is not what we signed up for. <clears throat> but um, no, I mean, I think looking at it from a, you know, critical perspective, I think Dwayne Johnson did a good job as a uh, black Adam. I think the backstory of like how he gain the superpowers and everything. Um I thought was pretty cool. I mean I enjoyed the story. I mean the story was pretty straightforward and uh it was a cool concept. And um you know I do agree that like you know the supporting characters, you know, the Justice Society, they were a little lacking except for Dr. Fate, of course.
0: Um,
1: everybody else, you know, again, I don't know who which which these characters came out first, you know, who stole off of who, but you know, like you said, it's like Adam Smasher, you know, practically Ant-Man. You know, you got Cyclone basically being um, the uh, chick from X-Men that kind of like, yeah. right, and then you have uh, the Hawkman just <laughs> basically being uh, Sam Wilson's Falcon. Yeah. Uh, but then again, like, you know, I don't know which characters came out first, so I don't know who copied off of who. Um, that classic scenario, it's like, oh, hey, dude, let me copy off your homework, and then they just changed a little bit. Did um, you
0: do like half and half? you do like <laughs> half of DC was first and then half of Marvel was first? Right and then
1: overall you know the side characters were kind of forgetful i mean i didn't mind them uh you know i thought they brought some some comedic value uh you know some of their powers were cool and um you know again when it came to like you know the main antagonist of the film uh i was kind of for it like throughout the whole film and then honestly when he like kind of turned into like that demon type creature like that's where i kind of lost it because like it was because it was weird it's like you felt like he was defeated and then after he was defeated, he's like, all right, we'll give you a second chance. And then he becomes like a demon and then he gets his ass kicked a second time, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I feel like when they defeated him the first time, I was like, all right, you know, he's you know, not, not too bad of a villain. And then, uh, you know, when they, when he <laughs> basically went to the underworld and got new powers and I was like, okay, this could, this could be interesting. And then they just really, I feel like they didn't really do anything with that. Like none of his abilities or powers were like super powerful. Um, It seemed like, you know, once Black Adam was able to escape that prison and and come back to the fight, that uh, he was able to make pretty decent quick work of of him. So, uh, but no, I mean, overall, again, you know, unfortunately I could uh, see where the critics were going with this, um, but it is nice to see that the audience did like it. Uh, it's like one of the first on the list so far that are like above like a 60% rating. For yeah, the
0: really well received. <laughs>
1: um, so it is nice. And it's it's always that classic debate on whether, you know, you trust the critics or you trust the audience. So, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see that the audience showed us some love. But uh, I think before we move on to the next movie, uh, we are just running out of time for our first part. So uh, I think we'll stop it here. And then everybody stay tuned for the second part of our wonderful conversation okay
0: well hello there everybody and welcome back
1: to our part two of our wonderful conversation on Rotten tomatoes versus DC Good morning yes good morning hello so uh, we just Ooh. finished up talking about black Adam and uh you know without further ado we're gonna get going on the uh, conversation so uh next up on the list, Right above Black Adam, we have the Justice League, which came out in 2017. Uh, critically, it received a certified Rotten score of 39% and audience score at a 68%. Now, it starred Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, et cetera, et cetera. And once again, this was actually directed by Zack Schneider. Um, but I think you know. I, I think I know the reason why um, the, the first rendition of Justice League did so poorly. Because I think he This is like- just Sweden. Oh, because it the director on according to Rotten Tomatoes
0: because he was supposed to originally direct it and he oh, did, okay. but then he couldn't because of his daughter, and then Josh Whedon took over. So this right. is considered Josh Whedon's the 2017 one is considered Josh Whedon's Justice
1: League. Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, but without uh, you know, furthermore, uh, I personally actually never watched it because I heard how terrible <laughs> it was, so I just never watched it. Um, I don't think both of us watched it. I know you watched uh, Zack Schneider's. Cut, I've watched it. Oh you have. Oh, okay, so just' I'll let you uh, I'll let you speak a little bit more about it because i have personally never seen it.
0: Um, honestly, this movie's trash. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> <all right. laughs> I um all the other things that are listed below it, personally, I think should be higher. I really think this one should be at the bottom. Um, first of all, rushed. Uh, the looks were not there. The comedy was very lazy comedy and writing. Um, again, I think DC pushed this to get out because they wanted it to be their Avengers, which obviously the Justice League is like the Avengers. Um, I think it was horrible considering that Zack Snyder started this, had his, um, had his vision. And unfortunately, he had some family circumstances that he had to attend to. And they were like, nope, sorry, Josh Whedon, you're going to finish it? Because he did make the first two Avengers films, and obviously those are good films. But he struggled immensely with this. Um, I just, I don't think it's a very watchable film. Again, there's action there, but it's, there's no depth, depth, sorry. Um, You know, you get introduced to these other characters, such as Cyborg, uh, The Flash, um, and so on, and I feel like their introduction is very lackluster, um, you know, I don't, I don't care about any of these other characters, uh, they don't make you care about these other characters, and, um, what's it called, uh, the villain that they had, just, he, he honestly sucked, his look was terrible, and, uh, it just, again, it's, I, I feel like there was, even though there were stakes there, supposedly, it didn't feel like there really were stakes. Um, overall, I, I I recommend skipping this and just going straight to the Zack Snyder version of it because I feel like that was the actual version. Yes, it is four hours long, the Zack Snyder one, but I feel like it's just immensely better. Um, again, personally, why this has a 68% audience score, I couldn't tell you. Maybe it's because there are some decent action scenes, but I just I, I feel like there's no heart behind this film. You know, like if I looked at this film and the Avengers like side to side, I you know, it, it's it's just uncomparable in a sense. I see why it's got a 39%, but personally I think it should be ra- I, I think it should be rated below Suicide Squad on this list. I, I I don't think it's even, you know, deserving of that spot. Not to sound harsh and you know Not criticizing Josh Sweden in that way because he obviously can direct things, but I think, um, the planning behind this movie was correct. But then when, you know, it had to be halted for something more important than getting a movie out, they just decided, no, we need this out, rushed it, cut half of the vision and, you know, made the characters what they were, um, I didn't think they did Flash or Cy- especially Cyborg in this. I think Cyborg was one of the best characters to come out of the Justice League and they did him no justice in this and that's why I really like Status version because we see a lot behind that. Um, so yeah, sorry to sound harsh but um, it's not an enjoyable movie in my opinion. I'm sure if you went out there and asked other people they would think so as well. Uh, also I feel like the look of it is also weird because of um the whole thing that was going on with Henry Cavill and his like face because of uh he was filming I think Mission Impossible at the time. So they had to like basically pay a bunch of money uh to f- someone's someone mustache and it just it, it doesn't look good. It looks cheap and the scenes like the running did it, it, it yeah, it's 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 not good. <laughs> um But, you know, again, overall, we try to seem positive on this podcast in the sense of even if bad movies are bad, they still have redeeming qualities. Yes, I feel like some of the action can save it. But other than that, I really feel like there's not much else to this film to save it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much that. Uh, We're ready, moving on to our next film, which I don't think either of us can talk about. Because we both didn't see it. Um, we have Shazam Fury of the Gods. This came out. This is the most recent um DC movie that came out in 2023. This obviously is the second installment in the Shazam, I guess you could say, franchise. I don't know if they're doing another movie. I doubt it. Um, starring the likes of Zachary Levi, Helen Mirren Lucy uh Lucy, ooh, excuse me, Lucy Lou, uh, Rachel Ziegler, and a bunch of other ones. Um, This is actually coming in 10% more than the Justice League at a 49% Rotten Tomatoes with also an 86% audience score. So this is actually the second 80% audience score we've seen, um, similar to Black Adam. Uh, Again, I have not seen this film, so there is not much I can say about this. From what I've heard, it definitely is a step down from the first film. I feel like it takes a lot of... um, at least from the clips or anything I've seen, I feel like it takes a lot of uh, what, you know, the wonder and, you know, what kind of got us interested in Shazam in the first Shazam and kind of turned it into this big, you know, CGI thing. Um, I think all the actors and actresses are great. And again, it seems like there are some redeeming qualities of the film, but unfortunately, since I have not seen it, I can only go based off of what I heard and the clips that I have seen. I'll probably try to watch it at some point either uh, on a movie website or whenever it comes to HBO max or something or wherever I can get my hands on it. Um, I have both the posters, you know, (laughs) but uh, overall I, you know, I I can't say anything um, about the film. You know, I, from what I know it's a step down, but whether or not it's that much of a step down, I can't say. It's definitely a lot more focused on Shazam and his siblings rather than just Shazam. So maybe that, was a wrong direction but who knows um you know maybe because of what happened with black adam there was stuff in this movie that was supposed to happen but they didn't i feel like the whole dc universe can be up to question at you know many points throughout this conversation so it's hard to say so i mean i don't know if you got anything to chime in because i know you didn't see it as well
1: um no not really i mean i uh you know based on the uh st- scores i feel like they're pretty accurate to be honest um, I am surprised by the audience score. Uh, I didn't think people would have enjoyed it that much, but, um, I can definitely see critically why it is a uh, certified run. Uh, I agree with you that, you know, the actors and actresses like are really well done and that, you know, they are good people. Uh, but just, unfortunately it was, you know, it was a step down from the first Shazam and, uh, it just didn't have the same magic, which is, uh, what led it to be so low on the, uh, on the list. So, uh, Yeah, unfortunately, we can't say more, but, you know, we don't want to speculate and, you know, say a bunch of stuff and then, you know, have it not be true because we haven't obviously seen it. So, you know, we don't want to place judgment where it's not due because, you know, again, we haven't we don't have enough information to uh, to provide for it. So uh, moving on to the uh, the next movie above this, we have Man of Steel in uh, 2013. Critically, it is certified rotten at 56 percent and audience score is at 75 percent uh again it's starring Henry Cavill, uh Amy Adams and Michael Shannon. Uh and it says the director for for this one is also Zack Snyder. So is that is that true in that regard that he
0: Yeah, yeah, he he directed Man of Steel. This was like his um child.
1: Um overall uh this is definitely the first project that I disagree with when it comes to Ron Tomatoes. Uh I think the critic score is kind of harsh. I could definitely see it as a pretty mid-tier movie. Um, I would say maybe, uh, you know, high 60s, maybe, you know, low 70s. Um, You know, I think it was, it was a great movie. Um, You know, I would, this is probably one of the exceptions that I would watch again. Uh, If I ever wanted to just sit down and watch a DC movie, I would just make an effort to pick this one out and watch it. Um, You know, I really enjoyed Henry Cavill in this. Um, I enjoyed the storyline. I enjoyed the whole, like, know kind of like introduction of like you know krypton and uh you know other kryptonians coming down to the uh to earth and um yeah i mean it was a it was a great movie had a lot of action um had a lot of character development for uh for you know henry cavill and superman as a whole as uh, he tried to juggle his past with uh you know who he basically has become on earth and uh yeah, I mean, I think the audience score is pretty well warranted. Um, again, you know, you had some people that liked this one. You had some people that did not. But uh, I think the critic score is pretty low. Like I said, I could see it. I could see the critic score sitting at like a 75 as well. Um, or even, you know, in like the high 60s. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, real enjoyable for me personally. Um, definitely one of the better Superman film. And uh, I think Henry Cavill as Superman is a uh, a great, a great role. Um, I really could not picture anybody else uh, as, as Superman uh, at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a DC film that is often regarded, you know, in a lot of people's tops, you know, DC films or even comic book films. Uh, Personally, I think this definitely has one of the best villains um, that we see in, you know, the DC universe that is even being brought back in, you know, the Flash movie. um. I think great action scenes. I think some of the best shots in a DC film. Again, this is, you know, 10 years old now, which is crazy. Uh, And this was really, I believe this is the oldest movie on this list in the current DC uh, universe. And um, again, perfect casting with Henry Cavill there. And personally, I enjoy this version of Superman. I don't think it's, you know, a version of Superman where a lot of people think that he's just death and destruction. Uh, I feel like, you know, in the beginning, we see pretty much the embodiment of what Superman is, um, even throughout this film. And um, you know, I do like Amy Adams as Lois Lane. You know, I don't think that's a bad casting. Um, and you know, overall, I would agree more with the audience score, and that's probably where I would put it um, in terms of a uh, Rotten Tomato score. You know, I don't, I wouldn't consider this film Rotten. I would put it around a seventy percent. Um, so, again, this is where, you know, we are going to agree, both of us, with Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but it's a shame that we did not see, a little, you know, a second Superman film. I wouldn't consider Batman with Superman a Superman film or a Batman film. Um, i just consider it a DC film. It's a shame we didn't see another, you know, more of Henry Cavill's Superman. I feel like that's where DC faulted, um, you know, where it really could have been something else. Uh, not a bad introduction. Fight scene's great. Um, you know action great uh i think you know some of the best shots that we had of superman in terms of c- cinematography and background and um you know great castings all around so you know overall a well and you know good film so i mean uh moving on to the next film in our list and we are actually one two three four five six seven eight we are in our top eight now um at our eighth spot we have Wonder Woman 84. Um, This is another more recent film of DC coming in at 2020, um, starring the likes of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, of course, Chris Pine as Steve, Kristen Wiig, who plays the Cheetah, um, and uh, what's it called? Pedro Pascal is also in this film as Maxwell Lord, I believe his name is. And we also have the same director from the first film, uh, Patty Jenkins. Um, So this film actually came out, uh, you know, if you guys aren't aware, obviously 2020 was COVID time. Um, This is a film that both me and my brother did work. Yeah, you were still in the the movies. This is a film both me and my brother worked. Uh, This was probably, I will say, the most popular movie in COVID era. Uh, This and Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat were probably the most popular ones from what I remember in the COVID era. Um, obviously this is not you know a extremely popular DC film, and a lot of people regard this at the bottom of the list. I'm a little surprised it's more towards the top, but again, this is not a big list, so maybe a little different. Um, I try to find a lot of oh sorry, it has a fifty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is um, certified rotten, uh, but it has a seventy-three percent audience score. I agree with that audience score. I see why it's around that area, and I the score, rotten score, critic score, maybe I will bump it up to a 60. Um, You know, I feel like there are certain redeeming qualities of this film, such as I do like the era it's in, a lot of color, a lot of wonder. Um, Again, I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I do think that it's one of the best castings they've ever done. Um, You know, I feel like she is great in this movie, but I feel like it took a lot of what we saw in the first Wonder Woman, and just destroyed it. I feel like we saw a significantly weaker, you know, Wonder Woman in this. Which again, I get for certain parts of the story. Um, but again, you know, if if Pedro Pascal wasn't in this film, I could see this being bottom tier. I feel like he does have he does save the film in a lot of areas. Pe- um. Excuse me, Kristen Wiig as the cheetah actually wasn't a bad casting, in my opinion. I thought she actually played the character pretty well. Unfortunately, it it just wasn't there. The action scenes, I feel like they were so lazy, Um, especially with the budget they probably had. The ending fight scene between Wonder Woman and the cheetah was just her swinging around, um, you know, uh, running away from the cheetah. And then the suit was cool. I like the suit, but again, I I feel like this was all just kind of cheap stuff to have an excuse for not really a big fight. And again, you don't always need a big action scene, but I feel like, you know, there's definitely some parts of the movie that aren't there. Again, I love the look. I love the colors. You know, I I do like, you know, I think the beginning of the movie is pretty, is one of the best parts of it because I like that, you know, Wonder Wonder Woman is kind of trying to keep herself a secret. She's reminiscing about Steve um you know i i like how she's still living this you know she's trying to live a normal life but she can't let that part go but i feel like somewhere in the middle we get lost in a lot of different things um so overall this is you know kind of a disappointing film especially considering how good the first wonder woman is and this kind of cut out a lot of hope for a third wonder woman film if there ever happens to be a third wonder woman film You know, I hope it's better. Again, Patty Jenkins proves that she can direct, especially with that first Wonder Woman. I don't know what happened with the second one. You know, again, people falter and stuff. Um, But I think this movie kind of ruined chances of seeing Wonder Woman again in her own solo project. Um, So, but, you know, overall, an alright film. Um, Again, I did enjoy it when it came out. But as time goes on and you kind of look at a couple of flaws, it goes down a little bit but there are redeeming qualities. Um, I agree more with the audience score. I would probably bump up the critics to about two more, but other than that, it's, you know, at a, at a fair rating.
1: Yeah. Um, I agree. I'd probably keep, uh, you know, well, for starters, I probably keep the ratings pretty much where they're at. Um, you know, I mean, I could see you wanting to bump it up at least two just to get it out of that like certified rotten, uh, category. Um, I you know I could see it you know having a fresh score just because you know it wasn't entirely bad but it wasn't also the best piece of film out there um yeah. again I thought the actors and actresses were great um you know like you said with uh Kristen Wiig I mean I thought she did a great job as the cheetah um really brought some life to the character and uh, you know you kind of understood her motives um which you know made her character a little bit better uh Pedro Pascal absolutely kills kills the role as the antagonist. Um, you know, I think a lot of people forget that he was in that movie um, because he's had Somebody a lot of... was,
0: like, blowing up because of the Right, because
1: right. he's had, you know, some bigger roles. So I think a lot of people forget that he was the antagonist. But, uh, you know, the motives behind his, um, you know, I guess, villainy were, uh, were kind of wholesome, um, if I remember correctly. I think it was, like, I think it was to help, like, his family or something, like, to help better his, like, daughter or family or something like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, he had a son, and yeah, I believe, like, I, again, I think his character has done pretty well. Um, that's why I feel like he is probably one of the best redeeming qualities. Like, I feel like if he wasn't in this film, it could be considered, like, one of the worst DC films out there. Um, So, yeah.
1: but uh, I mean, no, I agree that, you know, the action was a little lackluster. I mean, again, they have that totally, like, you know, sick golden suit made for her and like you said the rest of the fight she just kind of like twirls around you know <laughs> um when she fights cheetah so uh you know there, it again i don't know what happened with this film i mean Patty jenkins did an excellent job with the first wonder woman um so you know you could argue that you know maybe it was covid maybe it faltered production or whatever but um you know and i, I know it was obviously one of the most popular movies when it came to the covid era but you know, you could argue, well, was that because that was the movie that was coming out, and that was like the only thing to see, or like was it just popular regardless of the circumstance? I think it's a little bit of both. I think people that loved Wonder Woman were going to see it, and I think it was also one of the bigger movies that was still out during COVID. So I think both of those factors combined like made it a popular movie, which is why it has you know a pretty decent audience score. But uh, no, I mean overall, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with the placement um it's you know again comparing this to marvel it's kind of sad that you know in their top 10 their uh, eighth film is still certified rotten so that just goes to show how like you know compared to marvel's top 10 they were all at least you know fresh certified fresh but uh in dc their top 10 i think you know three of their projects are certified rotten um i mean we haven't even gotten to the certified fresh ones yet so i mean we're about the, the first fresh one out of the whole entire list uh in our next one. But uh but yeah, I mean overall, you know, it was a pretty decent movie. Um I I enjoyed watching it. Uh, you know, i obviously I don't think it's better than the original Wonder Woman. Um, would I watch it again? Probably not, because unless I wanted to watch it again for Pedro Bascal. Um, there's really <laughs> no other reason why I would watch it. But uh no, you know, it's a shame that it was so poor, but you know, maybe they'll have some sort of project in the future to maybe redeem uh, redeem the qualities of uh, wonder woman. Cause she's such a beloved character. So, you know, I don't think the love for her is going to fade at all. Um, I do
0: got to say, um, I did like how they kind of did some callbacks, like to like, you know, the original wonder woman and stuff as in having the original wonder woman in at the end of like in, you know, post credit scene as well as the invisible jet. Um, something that was a little strange was her flying. Um, I, I, liked when, you know, she was talking to Steve about, you know, him, you, like I got that part in the terms of flying, but it was a little strange that they kind of just made her fly towards the end of the movie. Again, I don't know if one of the women has those powers. Um, but I do got to say, I do remember older women coming in, you know, um, excited to see this film, which was nice to see, especially during covid so I feel like, again, a lot of it was probably fans of Wonder Woman and, you know, that um, I would love to do a, a, you know, side note quick. I would love to do an episode on the biggest COVID movies, you know, um, because I feel like it'd be very interesting to talk about what movies were so big in COVID compared to what movies are big now. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, sorry to cut you off or anything, but um, take it away with the next one.
1: You are fine, my brother. Um, So moving up on the list, uh, what is now the seventh spot, I believe, uh, we have Aquaman, which came out in 2018, uh, starring Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, and uh, it is fresh, our first fresh rating for the DC movies, at a 65%, and then the audience (laughs) score of 72%. Uh, The director was James Wan, uh, overall this was a really good movie um this is definitely another movie that i would sit down and like purposely pick out to watch again and again because uh honestly i think aquaman is one of my favorite dc characters um him and the flash for some reason are like top two for me i mean i i again, I, no love against batman or superman or wonder woman but i liked aquaman and the flash like better than you know any of the other uh, characters um Great film. Uh, Jason Momoa like is just totally natural in his role as uh, Aquaman. Um, honestly, I don't really want to talk too much about Amber Heard just because everything kind of, you know, going around with her. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, Will Defoe. You know, I think in his role, um, you know, he played a, you know a smaller but a, a pivotal part because you know he was the one that kind of like you know raised Aquaman and trained him and kind of taught him everything he knows. Um, do you remember the, the the actor's name for the antagonist? His his uh half brother. Oh yeah. Um. He's a, he's a very well known actor. I just don't know his name.
0: Yeah, yeah. Does he play? Um. He also he plays in the, in, plays the in the, the uh, Exorcist movies. Yeah, yeah. Not Exorcist. Uh,
1: in, Insidious movies, I
0: think. Yeah. Um. He did he also play Better Call Saul guy?
1: No, no, somebody else. Are you sure he didn't play Salt Goodman?
0: Mm-hmm. Let me look it up. Um, but while he's looking I feel that like up. Pat, I feel like it's Patrick something.
1: Right. While, while he's looking that up, uh, his half-brother, you know, as the antagonist, was amazing throughout the film. I mean, you understood his motives, um, kind of similar to, uh, you know, somebody like Ultron or, uh, you know, Thanos. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, yes. That
0: no, was right. It wasn't Patrick. Uh, you know, he's
1: oh, yeah,
0: Sorry.
1: Oh yeah, well, yeah, she was in the film, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, Yes, yes, because yes. yeah, she was uh she was Jason Momoa's mother. Yeah. She yeah. makes
0: so, Aquaman better. Right. Yeah. it in the Aquaman movie.
1: <laughs> so we had uh we, oh, we have Tamara Morrison also playing uh Aquaman's father. Like a bad so, guy. Yeah. So uh we had cool. uh we we had a, a decently star, star- a cast. Yeah, we had a, a decently star, I'm star-, star- to star- get And then uh also we had um I don't know the actor's name, but we had the one of the guys from the expendable films play uh uh oh, Dolph Lundgren, yeah. Yeah, we had him play like an Atlantean person. Um so you know, get, getting getting back on track, uh, you know, besides the Star studded cast, uh, you know, overall the story was was pretty good. Um, I mean, all the CGI shots and everything was was amazing. Um, you know, they did it really well yeah. with that. Um, the story was pretty straightforward. Um, you had, you know. Aquaman basically re-fulfilling his roles, you know, as, you know, the rightful ruler of Atlantis, you know, kind of discovering the backstory of his family, where he comes from. Um, And then you have his half brother, basically, you know, kind of in the same boat, you know, he thinks he's the rightful ruler of Atlantis. He has his own reasons for hating Aquaman and, and the surface people. And, you know, that's why he wants to go to war with them. But uh, overall, I mean, I thought it did a good job of flushing out Aquaman's character, Um, you know, I guess in the, in the DC timeline, this probably takes place like right before justice league. So you kind of see like his character development, like, you know, behind the scenes, like how he, you know, gets his famous trident. Um, You know, he kind of goes from this, like just kind of like typical behind the scenes, like bad boy, I guess you could say um, to like, you know, becoming more mature and like, you know, knowing his place and where he comes from and stuff like that. Um, You know, Black Mantis also as a, uh, as an antagonist. Oh, I'm sorry. Black, Black, (laughs) uh, Black Manta. It was Manta Mantis, you know, Um, he was really well done. Uh, I loved his costume design. I think it was really cool. Um, He was definitely a cool character. Um, And uh, I'm excited to see if he's going to come back because obviously the post credit of the movie showed that he was still alive. um, And he does still have that Atlantean technology so uh, I am curious to see if he's going to come back. It would be cool to see him return in uh, the next installment of Aquaman, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. So
0: I am very curious for the next Aquaman because it's five years after the first one came out. Um, again, time in the film I don't know, but um, what's it called we also saw Jimmy Wu I think in the post credit as well because remember he was like Atlantis is real and people were like yes, yes he
1: was he was like the yeah. news reporter where. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, But again, like, I feel like the cast of this film, uh, again, Jason Moa, I feel like he's just so natural in that role, and he's so badass in that role. Patrick Wilson, I feel like he's a good rival to Aquaman in this film. Um, I feel like Nicole Kidman and Tamara Morrison in their roles are so great as well. Um, And it's also nice to see Will and Dafoe and, you know, Dolph Lundgren in other supporting roles. Um, overall, I feel like this is such a rewatchable film. I feel like we probably both rewatched this film like at least five times or more. It's usually always on TV or on you know when you go on a plane, it's usually a movie to pick. Honestly, I feel like it's always there. Um, and you know, overall, it's a fun film. I feel like there's a lot of enjoyable parts to this. I feel like the story, you know, again, we know Aquaman's story. Um, they go over it in the beginning, obviously, but um, we all know the story of Aquaman, um, so they don't need to go crazy on that. Again, the look of the water, the action scenes, everything else, um, and the character development even through the film is also great as well. So again, there's a lot of things to like about this film, and not too many things to hate um, or dislike. Excuse me, uh, excuse me. But um, looking forward to what they really do with the character in the next installment of the film, because we've only seen Aquaman in you know a couple of other appearances along the way. So it's going to be you know quite exciting. Um, so it's definitely, you know, it, it's it's at a good place on this list. Um, so now coming in to our top six, we have Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, this has a rating of 71% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And it actually has the best audience score on this list, I believe. Um, coming in at a 93% audience score, which is massive. Um, obviously, this stars the same people as um, the original Justice League, but Affleck al Harry Henry Cavill, um, Ezra Miller, um, Amy Adams is in, I believe, um, and a, you know, a couple others as well. Um, we have Zack Snyder directing this, obviously, since this is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, this movie was actually pretty interesting in the fact that it was not a film release. It was not released in theaters. Um, it was just released on HBO Max. Um, I remember when they first talked about this because I saw it all over TikTok because um, people like Soup's were, you know, blowing it up in the sense of, you know, the Justice League coming back and that this is something that apparently fans of the first. Well, I guess fans of the Justice League in general, not necessarily fans of the first film, but this is something people wanted to see. Um, again, I know my brother has not seen this film, and I'm sure a lot of other people haven't because, again, it is a four hour film. Um, I believe that is around the run time. It's very long. Um, some people may say a little too long. Personally, I, again, I've only seen it once. I have wanted to rewatch it, but again, you have to set aside a lot of time. Um, I feel like after what we got in the first film, it's 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 great. Honestly, I would put it a little higher on this list. Um, there are so many good qualities of this film. Obviously, we see two more villains introduced. We see Darkseid in live action, who is absolutely badass. All the flashbacks to the time of Darkseid coming to Earth many and many years ago is just fantastic. Um, All the scenes that take place on Demarscira, sorry if I said that wrong, or, you know, in terms of the Amazonian women, all those scenes, amazing. Um, I... I, like, I feel like Cyborg is one of the best parts of this film. Again, it, when, if you haven't seen it and you watch it, you are going to love his character in this. Um, the Flash immensely better in this. Uh, again, I feel like they do his character very well. Um, I f- Again, we, we basically, how I would describe it is in the first two hours, that is spent basically giving about a half an hour to each character and seeing a little more about them whether it's introducing them, reintroducing them, a little more backstory, whatever it is. Action, phenomenal. Can't complain about the action. Score, look, everything, beautiful. Ending is great as well. I feel like this is the vision that the Justice League was meant to be portrayed as. And if this came out, you know, whether it was now or a couple of years ago, if this was the first taste of the justice league people got in their mouths they would definitely want more this is again like uh, you know i ain't no big super dc fan but this is a great film it's a it's a shame and a blessing that it's both four hours long because i feel like it it gives you so much that it'd be hard to cram it into a you know less amount of time but um it's, uh, it's, it's one of the best DC films out there. And it's a shame that we never saw it in theaters. I hope one day they will re-release it, maybe in a couple of years, if possible. But I'm not sure what will go on with that. Oh, this is something I should try to do at work. I'll, I'll, I'll think about that later. Um, also, we do see Jared Leto's Joker back in this, which I believe that, like, a minute scene is better than any other portrayal of the Joker we've seen as him. Um, the Nightmare sequence also great as well. Um, again, there's you know, there's really not much to complain about for this film besides probably its length. You know, you could consider it a little boring at parts. Also, they do play a so <laughs> when you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But they play a theme of like basically Wonder, not the Wonder Woman theme, but another theme where it's almost like an old like Greek choir, but really loud every time like she walks into the room it's just there it just it's just like (laughs) you know like uh, some crap like that um but overall I I love how they treat the characters in this film and I feel like this is where you actually see um almost like how James Gunn treats the Guardians I feel like this is kind of how they should have been treated and I think Zack Snyder does it so much justice I'm sad to see that we won't see any more of this probably ever again but it was nice to you know see what it truly could have been and should have been um and personally again i i I think it should be higher in terms of critics. I would put it in the eighties um audience score though I'm not surprised because I feel like this is what fans wanted um but overall, fantastic film um if you haven't go out and watch it, I know there's even a black and white version of it, but I would just watch it in color to be honest um but overall, great, great, great. And again, I don't know if you have anything to really say because uh, you haven't seen it and it's hard, you know, since it's such a yeah, long time. You know, mean,
1: uh, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I plan on watching it, you know, eventually. Um, but I mean, obviously, everything you're saying, uh, I believe, uh, you know, I, I did hear a lot of good things about it. it. You know, I heard it was infinitely better than the first one um you know i'd love to just like sit and like watch them like side by side to see like how much more like Zack schneider's cut uh adds to justice league versus the original uh cut but um no i mean i believe it and uh you know i think it's it's probably one of the best uh projects that dc has put out um and like you said if Zack schneider was able to you know encompass that vision and you know his daughter wasn't sick and he was able to spend more time on the film you know i mean it would have. You know obviously the original uh, Justice League would have been so much better um, yeah, for sure. but let's see we got one two three four Bye. five projects left um we almost got like a minute left of this recording so uh I think unfortunately we're gonna have to uh wrap this part up and then uh we could do one quick uh final part three uh just breaking down the top five and then uh and then that'll be it for our uh for our recording session so uh, I think we should cut it here.
0: Hold um, on. I feel like why it's taking us so much longer is because we're able to kind of talk more about the films because there's like less than half of what Marvel has. Yeah. You know, but sorry. Okay, you can continue.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's exactly why, because there's only 14 projects versus something like Marvel or Star 26. Wars, you know. <laughs> And there was like, you know, in you know, yeah, further in the double digits. Uh, but, you know, with, with this list, we're able to flush it out more um, and, uh, you know, kind of go into depth. And even if we haven't seen some of them or it's been a while since we've seen uh, some of them, we're able to kind of deep dive and, you know, give more of a in-depth opinion. And, uh, you know, for those of you that are going to be watching this on YouTube, uh, I'm going to try to just condense it into like one long video. I mean, I know it's possible. Um So hopefully I don't have to put out three parts because I've noticed that people tend to view the videos on YouTube more if they're just in one video versus just like, you know, part one and part two, because our part one's always get more views than our part two. So I'm going to see if I can just make this like one long hour plus episode, um, you know, for you just to put on, on in the background while you're relaxing or whatever. But, um, We're going to wrap up this part right now, and then uh, we'll be back in a second for our third and final part of this conversation.
0: Okay. Let's
1: go. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome back to our third and final part of our conversation with Rotten Tomatoes versus DC. Is Rotten Tomatoes nice? Are they not nice? Uh, So far, they've not been very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Not Um, really. I guess the world will never know. (laughs) <laughs> um we just finished up our conversation on zach schneider's justice league which my brother so beautifully uh you know spilled out and detailed because he's the only one that's seen it so thank you very much well, thank you and uh you know without further ado we are going to move on to our last final five movies of this list so taking the fifth spot on the list we have birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one <laughs> harley quinn Uh, this movie came out in 2020. It is actually the first certified fresh uh, movie on the list with a critic score of 79% and an audience score of 78%. Um, So some of the starring actors are Margot Robbie, uh, Rosie Perez, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and it was directed by Kathy Yan. Um, From what I could remember, Ah, uh, basically, the story was taking place like after like uh, Harley Quinn and the Joker broke up, and Harley Quinn was basically trying to find herself. And um, along the way, she meets like some other strong female characters, and um, they kind of form this like little quasi team to defeat like a common enemy. And uh, it's just full of like comedy and laughter, and some you know pretty decent action scenes here and there. And uh, I think Margot Robbie and like her supporting cast are basically like what make the movie. To be honest, just because they're all like really beloved and they do such a good job, and uh, you know it was definitely enjoyable to watch. Uh, I remember working at the movie still when this came out, um, and I'm pretty sure we were we both saw it, and uh, it was pretty enjoyable. Um, I, I don't know if I would sit and watch it again, but um, you know if it was just like a one and done movie for me, you know it was it was a solid movie. Um, I didn't really find too much wrong with it. Um, you know, these scores are pretty accurate, you know, both critically and uh, audience wise. And uh, like I said, I think Margot Robbie, you know, just like Henry Cavill, I mean, she basically makes the role of Harley Quinn come alive. If anybody else was Harley Quinn besides her, it would like be a total shift in like just the atmosphere and just, you know, stuff. Um, But uh, no, it was definitely really cool. It was, it it was cool to see like her kind of get her own movie Um, just because Harley Quinn is a well-beloved character in the, you know, DC universe. So I was surprised when she got her own movie. Um, I mean, of course, it did, you know, introduce some other, uh, you know, female characters from the DC universe, but it mainly focused on her. And uh, it was, uh, like I said, it was pretty good. So, um, so yeah.
0: I also like how in this film that, again, this is after she broke up with the Joker. So it's kind of just focusing on Harley, not like that, you know, thing that people are used to of just harley being next to the joker which is something i enjoyed also you forgot it has owen mcgregor as the villain in this it does
1: i totally yeah. did forget about it i think it. he's
0: called like the black mask or something I, I, all i know is he has a mask um i thought he was pretty well as a villain uh, i was nice to see him in this um also we see other like versions of characters such as black canary and um huntress um in you know harley's uh, little squad again i think it's i think it's you know quite humorous at certain points i think some of the shots are really great i think you know again margot robbie kills it as harley in this and i feel like it's just a fun film i feel like it's you know I, i'm in it's interesting that they you know made this film but um it's you know it, it it it's a welcome surprise and you know it's interesting that literally the audience score is only one percent less than the critic score. Um, <coughs> I um, I agree with both. Again, this is a good film. It's definitely rewatchable in my opinion. Um, I enjoy watching it, and um, again, it's just it definitely has a lot of good, uh, ooh, it has a lot of good qualities to it. Um, but other than that. Oh, also, this came out, like, kind of right before COVID as well. I don't remember the exact month, but it did come out in 2020. Yeah, I was trying to
1: figure out if it came out, like, during COVID or before. I think it was, I think it came out before COVID. But when I remember... Weren't we trying to go see it? Like, and then when we got to the movies, they were like, oh, yeah, we're, like, not showing any more movies and stuff like that?
0: Well, we both still worked in the movies at this time. And I remember this being one of the last movies we actually showed like yeah before we shut down so probably yeah because i think we were gonna see it but i'm pretty sure we saw it in theaters and yeah, i feel yeah, like, it like it was the last I, movie I we think, saw
1: yeah we saw it and then i think we were going back to see it just because we were bored and when we went up there i remember like diana was working boxer greeter and she was like oh yeah we're not showing any more movies because covid and everything and that's how we kind of found out that like the movies were being like quasi shut down you know until we got like these yeah. emails
0: But I mean, other than that, again, it definitely is an enjoyable film, and I feel like it's worth the watch just because it's fun. Um, Moving on to our number four spot, we see a significant difference in like these last three films going from, you know, 60s and 70s to the top three, I mean, sorry, top four consisting of all 90 or above. Um, We have the first Shazam, which came out in 2019, um, starring Zachary Levi, Mark Strong, Asher, Angel, and more. Um, this has a 90% certified fresh um, Rotten Tomato with an 82% audience score. Um, Shazam is a great film. Um, it is a lot of fun. I feel like it brings a lot of life to what the DC should be. Um, I think it you know, introduces this character great. Um, I think the... Uh, what's it called the choices for the actors and actresses are also pretty spot on i do like how they also portray sazam as a kid in this you know forgetting that he is a kid even when he has to take on these big responsibilities and um i don't think it's too big you know i think it knows what it is and um even though the villain isn't the best in the world i do like that it has what is it it's like the the seven deadly sins you know, with the villain, like Gluttony and, like, all those, like, To be you know, completely honest, things.
1: like, even though I love this film, I cannot remember the villain for the life of me. I have no idea. I don't
0: remember Who's him either. It. All I know is he <laughs> had, like, again, like, he had, can, like, the skin You can, ins- can kind of tell, that
1: like, you know, the villain was maybe the only thing that was, like, lacklusting about the film is that, like, he was not a very rememberable villain, to be honest. I mean, you know, the fight scenes were cool, but I just don't remember really. I feel like for him. it
0: being, you know, Shazam being a kid, and having to fight like a villain, giving him somebody like this, like, was, you know, it was all right. But again, that is the lackluster part of the film. Other than that, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's a good film. And um, it definitely is one of DC's best. And I know a lot of people regard it in their tops, you know, in their couple of top spots for DC rankings. But um, overall, you know, I'm not one of the biggest fans of this film, but I do enjoy this film. And um, it is, you know, the change and a fresh, excuse me, a fresh film for DC, especially at the time that it was in, because 2019 was a really good year for movies. Um, but, you know, overall, I agree with uh, Rotten Tomatoes. You know, I think it does deserve to be certified fresh, and the audience score seems to be pretty spot on in terms of that. Um, overall, definitely a great film, and, um, you know, it is a shame that it seemed to be you know go down in the second one but um you know maybe we'll see more i you know i don't know what you know what james gunn has planned in the future but i um, overall you know a solid introduction to the character and i think all the portrayals in this film are pretty great
1: yeah yeah i mean i have to agree with you um it was definitely a fun film to watch and uh it's a shame that the sequel you know did so poorly because obviously this movie was so highly rated and, and beloved by the audience um, you know, but then again, you know, the the second movie was beloved, you know, by the audience. But, you know, just the the, the script flipped with the critics. I mean, obviously the critics love this one and then they hated the other one. But the audience score stayed pretty much the same for like, you know, both movies, I think. So, I mean, overall, posi- you know, overall, the audience had like a more positive outlook on Shazam versus the, um you know, versus the critics. Uh, like I said, I think the whole idea of like Shazam still being a kid um it's pretty cool because like you know you see like you know this kid kind of grow up and have these adult responsibilities um you know and it's like the perfect textbook definition of like growing up too fast you know because literally by saying one word he goes from like a small kid to a full grown-ass man (laughs) yeah Uh, and uh you know obviously it when he's in his form you know as as shazam uh you know people are going to treat him differently and everything just because you know again he goes from a kid to an adult but uh overall I, I think the supporting cast is also what made this movie enjoyable I think like all of his like you know siblings and uh, you know his step-parents I mean obviously we had Jerry from uh, The Walking Dead as, as his uh, father and um, yeah. overall it was a good film you know it was nice uh, you know yeah I mean it was it was nice Um, especially like that little post-credit or like or like towards the end of the movie where like you know, he goes to sit down with his like brother at school. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, hey, so and so. It's like, you know, how you doing? And then, like, all of a sudden, yeah. he's like, "Brought my pal, Superman. <laughs> yeah, um, like that so much. Uh, I enjoyed it. Which was pretty cool. But, um, but no, I mean, like I said, it was a good film. Uh, I was ashamed that the sequel did not live up to par. Um, because if it did, then uh, it would have been probably like, you know, some of the best movies that DC's put out. But, uh, you Know that's always the risk that you take with sequels. You know, they're not always going to be the best, you know, as the original movie, but uh, yeah, you know, beloved character. I mean, I can definitely get behind a character like Shazam. Um, you know, he has a pretty cool backstory and everything, so um, so yeah, so I think that's pretty good. Uh, moving up to our final top three, uh, at the third place spot, we have the Suicide Squad, which came out in 2021. Uh, it is certified fresh at a 90% and it has an audience score of 82%. Uh, Starring it is Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, uh, John Cena. So unlike the first one we had, you know, besides like Margot Robbie and the uh, Australian Boomerang guy, we had a whole new cast of characters, um, which was pretty cool to see. I mean, I think Idris Elba uh, did a great job. Uh, John Cena as Peacemaker, um, obviously he became a a beloved uh character and, and you know a fan favorite because he even had his own uh hbo series about him um you know after this uh this film released uh obviously it was directed by james gunn and uh overall it was just a better version of suicide squad and i think it was what suicide squad was initially meant to be like i mean I, imagine they released this when suicide squad first came out instead of what what we got um you know it definitely would have helped dc you know at least in the category of movies because i mean they would have easily put out a banger um at the same time that like marvel was so popular because i mean i think when suicide squad came out in 2016 um that was kind of like the peak of marvel you know like marvel was putting out like you know those classic movies and everything and uh it was just hard for dc to compete you know while marvel was doing their whole like avengers timeline and stuff so uh, but overall uh you know the story is pretty fun uh Kind of the same premise as the first one, just kind of like a different setting and everything. Um, that first opening sequence where, like, you think it's a Suicide Squad and then, like, they pretty much all die was, like, a shock. Because so I was just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and then, uh, to find out that, like, you know, they were, like, Suicide Squad, like, Team A or whatever. And, like, you know, the one that we meet is, like, the second team um, was pretty interesting. And like I said, you know, we had a few recurring uh, characters come back. Uh, Like the soldier from the first one, or Margot Robbie, the Australian boomerang guy, and um, you know, like I said, I think Idris Elba was pretty good. Was his was his name Deathstroke? Was it Deathstroke or what was Bloodsport? Bloodsport? I don't know why I thought Deathstroke. It's because it's because you said it earlier, so I had in my mind. Um, Yeah, so we have him uh, coming in as that character, and uh, overall, it had like the perfect amount of action, comedy, and. Just you know, overall, a lot of fun. You know, a lot of uh, colorful sequences. You know, especially when they fight the giant starfish uh, at the very end, Uh, and then like that whole sequence where like you know they go to rescue Margot Robbie, but like she's kind of rescuing herself, (laughs) and like Mm -hmm. she goes through that whole hallway sequence, and it's all like flowers and sunshine and rainbows, and like Mm -hmm. she's just twirling around and killing people. (laughs) Um, So you know, overall, it it was a uh, pretty good movie. And, uh, you know, it's definitely what Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad should have been in the first place, so.
0: um, I absolutely love this film. I think it belongs in the top three of, you know, any DC list, in my opinion. I think it and belongs. I'm in... sorry to cut
1: you off, but correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this the last film that me and you saw together before I came down to Florida?
0: Yeah, this was the last show we went to, I remember, because it was August. It
1: was the, last, it was last, like last the end of the summer.
0: Yeah. 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 It was... Um it was uh what's it called um also I love all the posters that they put out for this um but again this is you know exactly what you want to see out of a movie with a title like this um characters that you get introduced to that are just so much fun and you know obviously half of them end up freaking dying and you'll never see them again in another film but um it is so enjoyable again casting Sylvester Stallone as you know King Shark you know one of the best choices they yes, made Yes, i
1: forgot about him um, Rick Flag in this character.
0: this one significantly more likable um Margot Robbie great as always um even like those side characters like Weasel or TDK or Michael Roger's character um again Ratcatcher 2 like stole the show at points um what's it called polka dot man i mean who would have thought he would have been who would have yeah. thought these characters would be so enjoyable even Starro, like i felt bad for star at the end especially mm-hmm. when he's he he said you should have just left me to like or i was i enjoyed floating looking at the stars like you know it's depressing but um i think it's it's such a good film and this is in my like top comic book movies of all time in my opinion, at least. Um, it's so rewatchable. It's so much fun. The comedy is great. The action is great. Um, the, it's, it's just great. Again, I feel like this is, uh, you know, James Gunn is a perfectionist when it comes to superhero films. I mean, what he's put out four and all four of them have been bangers. So, I mean, this man taking over the DC universe is just gonna, I feel like blow everything out of the water. Um, But again, I feel like there's so also the music choices are fantastic, but that should come as no surprise. Um, And I really love what they did with, um, you know, again, Harley Quinn in this film as well. Um, A lot different than the first Suicide Squad, what we saw. Um, And again, I love Peacemaker as well um, and all these other characters that introduced uh, that interacted with each other. Uh, So, again, overall, great, great film, and it definitely deserves to be in the top three, um, if not, in my opinion, probably the top two in this list. Um, But, I mean, overall, uh, great, great, great. Moving on to the top two now, we're coming in our second spot with another Certified Fresh score with a 93% Certified Fresh Rotten Tomatoes with an 83% audience score, We have the first Wonder Woman that came out in 2017 starring the likes of Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Connie, Connie Nelson, um, and it was directed by Patty Jenkins. Um, This film is amazing. Um, It is again, Patty Jenkins is a phenomenal director in this film. Um, I love the look of it. I love the whole excuse me. I love the whole World War One aspect of it. Um, I love her story um, coming from, you know, what she knew all her life to this, you know, so-called new world, but still having that pure soul. Um, You know, you could argue that the villain maybe isn't all there, but um, he's definitely good for what he is. Um, All the side characters are so much fun. Um, Chris Pine is great in this. You know, it's so enjoyable to see him and Gal Gadot act alongside of each other. And I feel like, you know, it'd be very hard to hate on this movie because I feel like there's a lot of good things about it. Like, you know, it's not a very humorous movie, but when there's humor there, it's there. It's got a lot of serious tones and I like how they don't overplay that for comedy. You know, I like how they keep it like that. And again, I feel like this was a perfect casting for Wonder Woman And, you know, the score, the theme, all that is great for, you know, having such a dark tone. It still looks phenomenal. Um, It gives you so much hope at times, but it also rips away a bunch of things. It shows the true horrors of war, which I like that they did in the comic book movie. Um, And it's, you know, realistic in a lot of senses. And um, I think just everything plays out so well together. Um, Personally, this is, again, one of my favorite DC films, again, in my top comic book films and i definitely think our next episode should be that um if it's not guardians it should be you know top 10 or whatever of you know our personal favorite comic book movies of all time uh because this is definitely probably in there um but overall again i absolutely love this film it's deserving of a top spot in any excuse me dc comic book list or even any superhero list um it's a shame we got to step down on the second one, but I'm glad we can still enjoy this one.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, Wonder Woman is, you know, probably one of my favorite DC movies. Uh, it's, it's always enjoyable to watch, Uh, you know, of course, as a, as a historian, I always love seeing the, the, you know, uh, first world war aspect. Um, I think they really did a really good job of like, you know, staying as like historically accurate as possible. Um, and uh, like you said, you know, they show the true like horrors of war and, you know, like uh, what happens behind the scenes. Um, I thought Chris Prine and his supporting cast were excellent, um, especially when he crash lands on like the, the, you know, Amazonian island and like, you know, they they tie him up with like, the lasso of truth and like he's trying to resist it. And he's like, what the hell is happening to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, great. So, you know, that was pretty funny. And, uh, you know, her whole interaction when she first meets him, you know, was uh you know she was almost like head over heels for him and everything yeah. but um no i mean all the action sequences were really great um i could agree with what you said about like the villain being a little lackluster um i mean he doesn't really kind of make his like true appearance it's like the very finale of the film and we yeah. find that he's like he's a deity like associated with greek mythology um so he has like supernatural powers um and uh, he was kind of pulling the strings, like behind. Oh, I think he was Ares. I think it was Ares, the god of war. Actually, I think it was like, was the villain. And uh, you know, he, he was a was trying... guy that was in
0: Harry Potter. I don't remember his name, yeah. though.
1: But I think the the villain was actually Ares, like you know, the the Greek god of war. Yeah, trying to sow chaos and war throughout the world. Um, I was old, but yeah. You know, which is the reason why the First World War happened, you know, because, uh, you know, in, in DC version. Uh, so, you know, when they find that out, they find out that it's actually him and everything. And that whole fight sequence was like, first of all, first of all, it was beautiful. And then second of all, it was like badass. <laughs> um, I got a lot of, honestly, now that I kind of look back at it, I get a lot of Captain America vibes, the first Avenger. Um, I feel like the stories are s- somewhat similar. Um, just the roles are reversed. I mean, obviously you have this like superhuman female and like this just regular male character. And obviously in Captain America you have the reversal. Um, I think it ends sort of the same. I mean, it ends with both like Steve Rogers and Chris uh, Pine's character basically sacrificing themselves for the greater good. Obviously we see Captain America lives and you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, Steve does die, but then he's brought back in Wonder Woman 84. Um, but I know, I mean, other than that, great movie. Really, no no complaints with this movie, like whatsoever. Um, I don't have really a single thing uh to say about it, you know, that's negative. Um I mean, I, I don't remember how much of Gal Gadot's backstory we got in this movie. Um, I think you know, we could have maybe gotten a little bit more of her backstory in this movie. And I think that's where it should have belonged. Like instead of getting it in Wonder Woman 1984, we should have gotten it in the first Wonder Woman. Um, Because they could have focused on, you know, different things in the second movie, uh, which would have made it maybe a little bit better. But uh, no, I mean, solid film. It's definitely, you know, if we we had to do our own like personal rankings of like, you know, DC projects, it's definitely uh, in my uh, top five, um, you know, even top three. And uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a good movie to uh, close out on um, for, uh, you know, for the uh, list that we have here
0: will we still have one more project
1: well yeah i know but you know i'm saying it's the last movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah, because the the last project is actually not a movie it's a it's a tv series so for the last movie on the list you know it's a pretty it's a pretty good film to end on yeah
0: um also if you guys are wondering this list is just the dc universe it's not like you know projects like joker and stuff like that right That's why so i guess had. it's
1: not considered like the extended like we talked about it before it was like the dc universe and then the EU universe so there's like an expanded universe which would encompass yeah. like the joker and you know the batman and everything and but this is just solely the dc universe so i mean we could probably do a whole another episode on the extended universe um but that one was a little bit longer because i had like a lot more projects on it and stuff like that so yeah
0: but um, closing out our list um, with, you know, our one and only TV show that is on here, um, we have Peacemaker, which is 1% above um, Wonder Woman, but it's not certified fresh. It is a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes with, I believe, the second highest audience score coming in at 89%. That's actually
1: um, this- pretty interesting how it's 94%, but it's not certified fresh.
0: Yeah, I guess because in terms of like, you know, critical things, not, you know, all around mm-hmm. a great, great uh, show, I guess you could say. But um, this is actually this is more of a recent show. This came out, you know, shortly after Suicide Squad in 2022. And it's still going on. I believe they are working on a second season. Um, It stars the likes of John Cena, Daniel Brooks, um, Freddie Stroma. And it was also produced by James Gunn and other uh, people as well. So again, anything produced by James Gunn, we know is going to be an instant hit. Um, just his two his two things are here in the top three, so that should tell you something. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, again, I haven't seen this show, I can't give my opinion on it. I've heard a lot of great things though. Um, again, I love Peacemaker's character in the Suicide Squad, so I feel like a show with him is you know equally as great. Um, it looks hilarious. You know, of course, it's probably got, you know, um, you know, rated R action and, you know, comedy like that, which is always fun to see. Um, I heard the villain is not bad. And, you know, I don't think it, you know, again, I can't really give an opinion, so I don't know how to put it up here. But, you know, from what I know about the character, from what I've seen and heard, um, it looks like a fun time. And, you know, any sort of fun time like that probably does belong towards the top of the list um i look forward to seeing it you know that's on my watch list as many other things are but you know overall um you know for it being the only show being at the top is definitely very interesting um but it's also very interesting that it's the top one but it's not certified fresh uh but it is you know quite high um but other than that i really got nothing else to say about that
1: yeah i mean unfortunately i also haven't seen it um at the end of the Suicide Squad I personally was not a fan of Peacemaker you know since you know everything yeah. did to, uh, you know, another beloved character of ours um kind of left a sour taste taste in my mouth you yeah. know he's getting a, a show but uh it seems like the show redeems him in, in some qualities and you know I've seen a, a couple of good clips and uh, heard a lot of good things I know there's like a famous scene like in the very last episode where like he's walking off and like the Justice League arrives he's like, it took you guys fucking long enough. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of comedic value there. Um, and like you said, probably definitely some rated R action. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, I am surprised that it is at the top of the list, uh, considering that the rest of them were TV shows. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, since the, the rest of them were were movies. Uh, I guess when you look at the specific DC universe, I guess this is the first show that is specifically in the DC universe, which makes sense. Cause I don't think characters like Peacemaker and stuff were considered like, you know, expanded universe. Those might've been characters that they created. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Um, but you know, otherwise that pretty much rounds out our list. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I guess if we had to kind of like look at this list as a whole, um, Unfortunately, you know, because it was the DC universe and there was only 14 projects, um, I feel like eight of them were certified rotten. So uh, you know, compared to Marvel, um, DC definitely does not have their stuff together when it comes to movies. Uh unfortunately, they really cannot put out consistent stuff um until recently. I mean, because like you said, the Suicide Squad was 2021, Peacemaker was 2022. Um, so really 2021 was probably like the best year Uh, or 2021, 2022 was probably the best years of uh, DC, just because, you know, again, like, you know, you know, I don't know. It's, it looks like, you know, maybe like the late teens, you know, to the present day are kind of like mixed, you know, cause I mean, you have some great projects, yeah. like other projects that were like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully the, the future is looking bright with James Gunn taking the helm of the DC universe now. Um And I mean, I don't know, he's probably taking charge after these three movies come out. So I'm sure after the Flash, Blue Beetle and Aquaman, like any other projects that come out after that will be done by James Gunn, right? Is that how it's working?
0: Yeah. So basically the Flash is like the one that resets everything. And then from Blue Beetle on, it's uh, pretty much James Gunn. I mean, those aren't James Gunn's projects like Aquaman and Blue Beetle and the Flash. Those technically aren't his projects. Um, But after the Flash, it's going to be... uh,
1: Does the Aquaman movie take place, like, before the rewinds or, like, before the uh, Flash movie? It still is starring Ben Affleck,
0: so I'm not necessarily sure. I think it's supposed to take place around the same time as when the Flash is taking place. I feel like Blue Beetle is the only thing that is coming out after, like, that timeline. Again, we'll probably see after the Flash, but the next three movies on this list that aren't rated are very promising. Again, another Aquaman film. I know there's you know cause, uh, controversy regarding the Flash and Aquaman, but regardless, I think you know I have hope for those two movies. Same with Blue Beetle. I feel like Blue Beetle is going to be. I such have, a I, have excep-
1: I have exceptionally high hopes for Blue Beetle ever since that trailer dropped. I think it's going to be a great film. To be honest.
0: I me too. Like I really, you know, a lot of people probably don't think of Blue Beetle as a popular character. I really only know him from games and stuff like that. But it looks, it looks funny. It looks like a fresh new thing that again DC is gonna need. And I think the Flash is gonna. I think the Flash, you know, regardless of its controversies, it's gonna be probably one of the best DC movies out there yeah uh, hopefully because if it's I, the think, I think it's movies, one
1: of those but... scenarios where you know unfortunately you know people do not like the actor obviously because of the controversy around him so they probably wish that it was somebody else um but you know what if his final movie as the flash can end on a uh really high note then you know that leaves you know a, a good footing i guess you, yeah. just, you know for future projects regarding the flash i mean you know if they could end the flash story you know on a good note then, uh, you know, it opens the doors for future opportunities and stuff like that. Because obviously, you know, The Flash has had a successful, somewhat successful uh, time in the in the DC universe. I mean, obviously, The Flash TV show is very well loved and everything. Um, and the guy who plays, you know, Barry Allen and that is great. And then, uh, you know, obviously, you know, at first, you know, before the controversy came out, you know, uh, the guy who plays uh, the guy who plays him in the movies is pretty good. Uh, he does a good job as Barry Allen uh but i do have high hopes for this movie uh so like i said you know hopefully these next three movies are pretty well received and uh you know dc could launch itself um you know into a brighter future and i do agree with what you said in the beginning of our episode when you said that dc is eventually going to overtake marvel um i totally agree i mean i think guardians of the galaxy is probably going to be the best movie project that they put out for a while um uh, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to do, do enough to save Marvel because I think some of the projects that are coming out, out from Marvel are kind of questionable. Um, so I think they're gonna lose steam. Uh, so this is kind of like DC's chance to like you know overtake them and stuff like that. But
0: uh, going to be honest, and I'm coming out swinging with this because again, every single critic or whatever, or there's been at least a said since Endgame that every you know this Marvel like Thor Love and Thunder, Ant Man, blah blah blah. Best Marvel movie since Endgame. Guardians, it's the best. Like, I hold best Marvel movie since Endgame. Like, this was... Yeah, I believe it. I feel like this is what Marvel, you know, should always be. And I feel like you see the care of, you know, the characters with the... direct. Like, I feel like... See what happens when you don't just push crap out. You know, like, again, you'll see it in, in the film. And, again, I love right. all the Guardians films. So, obviously, it's a little different. But that's why I have so much faith in DC. And, again, it's not just James Gunn. It's um, somebody else as well. I forget his name, though. I'm sorry. But I feel like, again, every superhero movie he's made has been banger after banger. And I feel like he's one of those guys that takes weird characters and does a lot of good things with them. And he's doing that with DC. Again, there's a character called Booster Gold. He's basically like Iron Man. But like, his like he don't have a sad backstory. His fa- his family's not dead. He's just an asshole. But he's got technology. Like you know, like it, something like that is like interesting that he's even doing something like that. And again, he wants to do Batman and Robin, Super Superman Legacy, a yeah. bunch of other things as well. So you know, again, with these next couple of DC projects, they all look very promising, and I think we're gonna see a shift in. You know, I think Marvel is going to start to go there and DC is going to start to go there again until they can catch up with each other and, you know, be really same amount of projects or whatever. Probably Marvel will always have the cake on that. But I think, you know, DC is stepping in the right direction and Marvel was dumb firing James Gunn when they initially did because they fired him. He's like, ha, Suicide Squad. And I was like, oh, that's a good movie. Come back. (laughs) And then he made Guardians and he's like, ah, Peace um you know being the head of dc now with uh so and so yeah um so well, a lot we're to look forward definitely
1: to. gonna have a lot to talk about next week because uh our episode next week is probably going to be on guardians of the galaxy because i do plan on seeing it this week so i mean our episode is definitely gonna be our our episode is definitely going to be on guardians uh so we'll have a lot to say there and um you know so just be on the lookout for for that one but uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, so you know, thank you for coming out to our episode today, where uh, we do another Rotten Tomatoes versus uh, DC list. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, overall, I would like to think that you know, uh, Marvel. I'm sorry, Rotten Tomatoes actually got this list pretty accurately. Um, I think besides Man of Steel, that was really the only issue. I think all the rankings were pretty spot on. Unfortunately, um, I wish it wasn't the case. I wish you know <laughs> more of the movies were popular. <laughs> But uh, you know that's just the the amount of you know quality that we've gotten over the, like the last decade when it came to uh to projects. Um, so thank you uh for coming out to our episode today. Uh, you know I apologize that this is going to be a three part episode on YouTube. I'm gonna try my best to like just condense this into like one giant episode. Um, but if not, it will be a nice three part episode for you guys to you know enjoy at your leisure. Uh, it is good to have my brother back in action this week. Uh, I felt a little awkward recording by myself last week, but it is nice to see his face and uh, have somewhere to look when I'm recording. <laughs> um, so uh, good to be back. Um, you know, expect some some banger episodes in the future. I, I feel like the whole rest of the month honestly will probably be like surrounding guardians because I'm sure you'll have plenty of ideas to do for guardians episodes and stuff like that. But uh, I could definitely say with certainty that next week's episode is going to cover guardians of the galaxy volume three. So that should be exciting. Um, I can't wait to talk about it with you and uh, you know, just, yeah, just get right into it. Um, So, you know, before we close out the episode, you know, why don't you remind our, our wonderful viewers, uh, you know, where they can find us and uh, you know, what to look forward to.
0: All right. uh, Once again, everyone, thank you for coming out and listening or if this is your first time, thank you for, you know, giving us a shot and seeing if you like it and hopefully, you know, you come back or, you know, even if you don't, that's always cool. We just like, you know, people to interact with us and, you know, let us know what you think. Again, like I always say, please interact on any of our socials no matter, you know, how big or small this podcast gets, you know, we want to interact with you guys and, you know, get some ideas from you because again, they're is you know every ideas we try are similar to other podcast or um, even if they're you know our own ideas. It's just always nice to have you know interaction with people. And we hope to always get there and grow bigger and bigger every day. Um, and you know I think we're succeeding. Um, but again, once again, you know we are a two sons podcast. The sons wouldn't oh not a you because we are two brothers. Um, once again, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, you know, hopefully, again, I'm still probably after I graduate, I'll set it up um, in the process of setting up a film vlog. And hopefully, you know, once I leave the theaters and I can actually just go as a moviegoer, I can, you know, maybe set up my own IMBD um, and, you know, review movies that way and, you know, talk about it on this podcast. Um, but, you know, we both love you guys. We appreciate you coming out every week or even if we don't get to do it every week, uh, you know, waiting is still coming back and listening. Um, and, you know, from our viewers all over the world, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, you know, we continue to hopefully uh, grow, you know, further and further every day. Um, but, you know, once again, uh, there's going to be a lot of guardians content coming most likely uh, because there's just so much stuff to talk about there now. And I can't wait for my brother to see it so we can talk about it. But, um, you know, thank you guys, you know, for coming out and listening Um, have a great evening you know great morning great night you know whatever time you're listening is just have a great 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 and i'll let my uh, brother close out the episode
1: yes sir so uh once again thank you everybody for coming out today uh it's good to be back good to have us back in action uh like my brother said you know prepare for the rest of the month to you know revolve around marvel and guardians which will be a lot of fun to talk about um everybody loves you know that lovable group of characters (laughs) So uh, it'll be fun to talk about and uh, we'll have some good conversations there. But, uh, you know, prepare for the, uh, you know, our uh, podcast to come out on Spotify and, you know, uh, podcast streaming platforms in the morning. And then uh, I will upload the YouTube videos uh, later tonight. Uh, So, you know, you can just watch at your leisure, um, you know, whenever you want. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like my brother said, have a good day. Good afternoon. Good evening. May the force be with you and you all have a good one.
0: See you later, guys.